Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast. Hey. My name is Paul Pastino. I'm that right. full of a mouthful of peanut butter over there is Jenny West. I mean, just finished this last night. Eating our favorite peanut butter, Fatso Peanut Butter. Mm. Not sponsored. That would be great if they wanted to sponsor us. They mm. sort of have because uh, the owner-operator dropped us off a whole box full of peanut butter, which it, at the store, actual retail value would be as much as we could ever hope to make off of this podcast in any one month. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you to... What was her name again? Nice know. lady. I didn't say it on purpose. Nice lady number one. Yeah, welcome to podcast time. Yeah. Okay, a couple of things. Number one... Is it this week or maybe next week we're getting all new gear and equipment in the room where we record even this podcast as part of it? Paul, I don't know. Are you stressed? Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if we'll have a production studio to produce a podcast. It's kind of up in the air. Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll keep you in the loop, though, but just like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To take another week off? I know. I don't know. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, not either. We're going to be broadcasting from Mayfair Shopping Center for a regular show. So who knows how the audio is going to sound? It might yeah. sound like we're in a mall because we will literally be in a mall That's in true. the food court. Yeah. One of the most loudest, most stressful places for me to ever be. I don't like malls. Really? Okay. Mayfair, you're great. You carry all the great stores, but like the atmosphere of a mall, it stresses me out, man. The fluorescent <laughs> lights, oh, no. the crowds of people, and yeah. just like seeing like how con- how we as a society are just like consuming things yes. constantly, yes, and people yes. like are like happy in there, and you're like, why are you happy about spending all this money? You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just like wow. a weird snapshot of reality, and I don't like it. So all the moral. Um, uh, the lessons that was in the original and to some extent the remake of Dawn of the Dead. That's how you feel when you go into a mall. Exactly like that. The evils yes. of consumerism. Yes. Yeah, the zombification <laughs> of the American consumer. Mm-hmm. That's how you feel and that's what you're faced with all the time. We might as well put you into a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, so that's exactly what it's going to be like. I'm just going to be screaming the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Stressing out. asked you about this. Well, it's like, oh, we've got a, a new location. Oh, Freaking the mall, the place I hate the most. Mm. You spend six hours a day there. Awesome. Awesome. Look at that's where we're supposed to be, but Jen, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve and okay. I want to get us out of the mall as much as possible. You know where I wanted to broadcast? Was a freaking pirate ship. Yeah. They have pirate ships in the inner harbor. Yes. We could have pirate radio day. But no, we're, sh- we're going to a mall. With the technical logistics oh, awesome. yeah, of a hard internet line. Pirates didn't have that. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have Wi-Fi. You know, I don't think they would have it, even if they could. Or maybe, wait, hang on. They'd be doing the pirating online? Oh, I got it. Oh, that gets on. Yeah. Anyways, the only reason I bring it up is because hopefully the sound quality, when we are like back to normal, mm-hmm. will improve. I always listen to the PJ Party, and we are muddy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Compared to any other podcast you listen to. Mm-hmm. And so, fingers crossed, we're going to have crisp, bright new equipment, and we'll just sound that much less muddy. That would be nice. Right? Yeah, real nice microphones. Mm-hmm. That's the hope and the dream. I hope something good comes out of it. Otherwise, I'm excited for you to go into Salt Spring this weekend. Yeah, it's my first time going to Salt Spring this weekend. I'm just going for one night. Um, my friend has a cabin there, but I guess there's a whole bunch of us, so we're kind of tenting on their property. Fun. Um, but yeah, I've never been. I've heard a lot of things about Salt Spring, that it's kind of like the go-to of the Gulf Islands. Mm. That It's kind of the biggest one. A lot of mm. people grew up 
on Salt Spring right. and then moved to Victoria. Right. Um, so I don't know. I've only been to like Gabriola right. and um, Hornby, mm-hmm. which was sweet. Yeah. It's a little smaller. But. Um, yeah. See, I've only been to like very, very small Gulf Islands like Laskiti and oh. Pr- Protection Islands. I've never heard of either. <laughs> yeah. So like Salt Spring, as much as across the entire rest of the country, you say it's Salt Spring Island and you're just like, Bunch of hippies, right? Yeah. It's like, what are they, uh, churn their own butter? And it's a bunch of windmills and all that. But actually, in my Gulf Island experience, Salt Spring is the bustling metropolis. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. There's structures and everything. And let me look at Main Road. Well, they probably got a road or two. <laughs> you probably got a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, enjoy yourself. I can't wait Thank to you. hear how it is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Um, And you? You're just working, eh? I'm just working all weekend long, so. Mm, sorry. Uh, please enjoy this podcast. <laughs> Paul's tired. <laughs> I'm already exhausted from yeah. the long weekend. Oh, yeah. If you listen to this before the weekend, no, I'll be down at Car Free Day. Like, that's what I'm working all Sunday. So if you're looking for something to do, come join me. I'm hosting the main stage um, from all day long. So come and slap a high five on me there and enjoy some of the great performances. Nice. Okay. Thanks for listening. We went to the beach for lunch today, Jen. Nice. And uh, it's beautiful and it's lovely and I wouldn't change a thing about the beautiful, you know, miles of beach that we've got on uh, Dallas Road mm-hmm. all the way down the uh, tip of the island there. It's beautiful. Except one thing I would change is a couple of things. Number oh. one. <laughs> Disregard everything I just said. <laughs> I want to change some things. I want a Ferris wheel down there. Oh, that would be good. We were down kind of in front of a Ross Bay Cemetery, and kind of to the over to the right, you can see they're doing the construction work now at uh, Clover Point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a more outfall or new whatever's going on there. Right? Treatment? Treatment, Facility yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, whatever's going on. All fine and good. Could we also get a Ferris wheel? Okay. I like that idea. Mm-hmm, you know? Just something that when you're flying over Victoria and you see the Ferris wheel, you're like, oh, this place is a real destination. Mm-hmm. You know, something boardwalky would be nice maybe as well. Yeah, I was thinking if we wanted a Ferris wheel, we'd have to, you know, get a boardwalk uh, and maybe a bike trail. Wouldn't you love that? Oh, that'd be nice. Now, here's what else we need is uh, more places to get ice cream. Mm, there is a place that opens up in the summertime. Where? Down there um, at Ogden Point. At Ogden? Yeah, right when you get off the cruise ship, there's a little... Um, little like hut sort of thing where you can get ice cream. Oh, really? I think two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's always Beacon Hill driving as well. Right. Although they just do like a soft serve thing. I'm just saying like with that stretch of beautiful waterfront and as touristy as we're supposed to be, should not like every other place just sell ice cream. I know it's a bunch of residences down there, but like, Mm -hmm. hey, residences, (laughs) throw open your doors and like scoop us out some vanilla. Would you please? (laughs) Like just everywhere should have ice cream. An ice cream stand in your front yard, please. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. I'm a little out of it today, Jim, but I don't think I told you the real important crux of my idea of having a Ferris wheel. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah, it was about an hour ago, I was talking about how I'd love to see a Ferris wheel down somewhere, somewhere touristy. I know we do it sometimes for Christmas in the uh, at Centennial Square. Yeah, that's a nice addition. Yeah, fair. Oh. I want it somewhere down, you know, near the water is what I mm. want. So, you know, kind of like that boardwalk vibes. Now, Ferris wheel looks good, but I don't want to ride the Ferris wheel. Have you ever ridden a Ferris wheel? Yeah. They're brutal. They're kind of boring. They're super boring. But you get a nice view and that's kind of the idea of it. It's a nice like, oh, do you want to go on a date and have a chat? Oh, why don't we do it on a Ferris wheel that's slow moving and it has a nice view? I'd rather rather have a catch and a chat, as you know. Oh, yeah, that's a good 
That's a good one, too. Right? Go mm-hmm. out and throw the ball around for it. I don't want to be stuck in a dangly, swingy cage out, out where I'm scared. <laughs> right? You don't look cool on a date. Your knees are knocking because you're, you're scared of heights. Sweating. So... The Ferris wheel is uh, not a functional Ferris wheel as a Ferris wheel. It's like a wind turbine or something. That's what? my idea. Yeah. What? Just make it a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And then all <laughs> the tourists get there and they're like, uh, one, please, for the Ferris wheel. And then the, we have to employ someone to stand by, down there at the Ferris wheel and disappoint them all day long. Oh, my God. No, sorry. You don't get to ride this Ferris. No, no, no. This is a wind turbine. Sorry. That's. And they're like, what? Why did we come to this awful city? What a great idea. Thanks. Somebody fund it. Jen, I love this story that um, the film commission, a film commission, has asked for support to film a Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, here on Vancouver Island. Really? Yeah. Cool. I know. I was always such a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog growing up. I liked, uh, obviously, you know, Super Mario was my guy. Mm-hmm. But I just really liked, I don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog I thought was such a fun character as well and, uh, you know, ran fast and everything. Do you remember, maybe you're quite young for this, I think, there was a Sonic the Hedgehog TV cartoon mm-hmm. and the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog was Jaleel White. That's right, Steve Urkel himself. He played Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you know what kind of movie it's going to be? Like a live action sort of yeah. half animated, half real life kind of thing? Exactly. It's oh, going to, okay. I think, like speed jungle bookie where it's like half live action, half uh, CGI. Part of me was just hoping they'd use a real live hedgehog and me put too. a cape on it, but yeah. Air Bud style. But, you know, those didn't go so well. Probably the best. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. No, right? he's right. just blue. He's just got wears... long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Red tennis shoes. Yeah. That would be good, though. A little hedgehog, right? Let's dye him blue. Oh, no. Put little red shoes this on him. This has got PETA written all over it. <laughs> How many Sonics did we go through just to film this movie? Oh, my gosh. It was just announced that there's going to be a two-day Ghostbusters festival. Yeah, I love Ghostbusters. I heard it was going to be a three-day festival, but they put Paul Feig in charge of the third one, and he totally farmed it and messed it all up, and it sucked. Hey, I like the third Ghostbusters ball. I heard that the third day of the festival had a really, really talented cast, but the movie sucked because Paul Feig screwed it up. Wait, are we talking about the festival or the movie now, Paul? Um, I was on uh, the internet today, and my favorite thing that I found was uh, that Country Time Lemonade mm-hmm. is going to pay uh, kids if they get fined for having a lemonade stand. This is actually not common knowledge, but having a la- uh, lemonade stand, you actually need a permit or you could get fined. I've heard so many stories of little kids getting fined or their parents getting fined for them really? having lemonade stands because oh, you're not allowed to just, you know, God. like sell things on the side of the road. Of course. You need Who a knows? permit. Who knows what's in this lemonade? So they've, they have come out and said, yeah, if you ever get a fine for having a nice, innocent lemonade stand on the side of the road, that country time lemonade will pay for it. Hear that, cops? Start handing out those fines. <laughs> right? You're not the bad guy anymore. Let big fat cat lemonade country time. Yeah. Let them pay for it. That's good revenue. Yeah. Hey, yeah, quick, you know, take down the speed traps. Go bust some lemonade stands. <laughs> did you ever have a lemonade stand growing not up? Not as I can remember. I always lived on very quiet streets. So I think I did try and set one up once and mm-hmm. like one car would drive by in like 12 hours. Right. And so, no, it wasn't the market. I always thought a little bit outside of the box when I came to stands. Because yeah. everyone was doing lemonade stands, right? Um, I remember every year camping, we would um, go to the Okanagan Lake and we would fish for minnows. And we decided 
to sell minnows like as, to kids. As, as pets? pets? As pets. You didn't want to like to take kids. on Jack's bait and tackle and like <laughs> sell it as... Because who knows you'd use minnows as bait growing up. Oh, yeah, that would be smart. No, these for were sure. pets. No, for these children. were pets. And we were camping, so the only things we had for feed for these pets... Uh, were marshmallows. Uh-huh. And that ended up blowing up in our face because the parents of the people, of the kids who bought these minnows and marshmallows came like running back with these dead fish <laughs> saying that we have to give their money back and shut it down. And we got in so much trouble from the parents because, yeah, we were just accidentally killing fish. Oh, really? So the marshmallows is not a good thing to feed minnows? Don't feed minnows marshmallows. What happens And they kind of exploded. <laughs> what? Yeah, they kind of like... <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. Would not recommend. Okay. I was having a rough one this morning. Jen, I was mm-hmm. up early and I was listening to uh, my favorite uh, morning drive time pals, Dylan and Jason. Yeah. And they were talking about... Uh, a couple of things about how, like, Game of Thrones has got a new TV show coming out. And Lord of the Rings has got a new TV show coming out. And Dylan always does this thing. Whenever he talks about Star Wars, Game of Thrones, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. he always says it's here. It's like he's like, here here you go, nerds. No. And then he does that, like, lisp voice that he does. And I get it. You know. Big time morning radio. He's got Ed Bain to compete with. He's got to do his silly voices, right? He's got to yeah. do something to compete I get it, but I just feel like it. I'm just like, but I'm that. Yeah, that that, that me, that is that is me. And I don't like to see my friend Paul upset. Jen, listen, I have to tell you something about me. Mm-hmm. A few things. I'm starting with. I really actually like Star Trek. And your eyesight is pretty much perfect. And your pockets, they don't need protecting, Paul. You know, I've also seen every Star Wars movie opening night. But you've spent exactly zero hours online fighting about it and never ever once bullied one of its stars. Lord of the Rings is my favorite book, movie, and version of Risk. Yet somehow you also managed to have a lot of friends who are actual real living people who choose to spend time with you, sometimes even while lie down kissing in the nude. I watch and hold many beliefs and theories based on Game of Thrones. Yeah. No kidding. It's the most popular TV show ever. Paul, if you're a nerd, then everyone's a nerd. And nerd stuff is good stuff. Now get out there and get those nerds! Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. I was uh, showing you a story, Jenny, that this weekend there's going to be a gnome hunt. A gnome hunt at Butch Art Gardens. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, right. So kids 17 and under, there's going to be a bunch of gnomes all around the gardens. And so if you find one, you bring it back and you get a prize or something. That's nice. Do you like gnomes? Well, How do you I, feel about them? I presented this story to you today being like, uh, I wish I had a gnome in my garden and I wish there were cool gnomes. But it only took like a quick Google search of cool garden <laughs> gnomes for me, be, for me to be like, I hate this so much. Oh. Yeah. Like, the cool gnomes are brutal. They're just like, they're either punny, mm-hmm. which I'm not a fan, like, game of gnomes. Or like, hanging out with my gnomies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, uh, super rude. 
Like, this gnome is mooning. It's got a butt. Oh, no. Or these gnomes are flashing. Like, they're just full-on, just nudity. They're anatomically correct garden gnomes. Wow. Yeah, waggling their little gnomes at you. (laughs) Yeah, I want that in my garden, right? Yeah. I just thought, like, there must be some, like, a cool version of a garden gnome. Maybe it's not the gnome with the classic beard and hat or whatever. Because mm-hmm. every I just look at these and I'm just like, I hate all of these. I hate them. Maybe you don't like gnomes. This one looks like Samuel L. Jackson. I hate it. <laughs> you don't like it. I like Samuel L. Jackson, but I hate this garden gnome. I just hate um, this. I find that gnomes are a little creepy. I had a, a kind of scary gnome experience, actually. Mm. Um, one day in high school, a like three foot high gnome was just left on my doorstep. And there was a sign on it that said, you've been gnomed. And then on the back, it said, take a picture, post it online and pass the gnome on to the next victim. Mm. So this gnome was going like being passed on through all of my friends, I guess. We didn't know who exactly started it. And it all ended when a video was posted online of I think it was one of my friends wearing a mask with a hammer and just destroying the gnome. (laughs) And it was, like, the scariest moment of my life, this, like, random gnome that just, like, appeared on my doorstep. Yeah. And then ended in, like, a really creepy video. I could see that. Yeah. Was the gnome, like, ceramic? Like, did it really smash when you broke it? It was, like, an old gnome, ceramic, but, like, yeah, it was huge. That's awful. Yeah, terrifying. So, look, I'm talking a bunch of smack about (laughs) gnomes here, but uh, do you have a cool gnome? Is there such a thing as, like, a garden decoration that's gnome-ish? Ooh, Viking warrior garden gnome. Okay, this is not so bad. There you go. Um, If you want to uh, let us know, if you want to send us a description of what your gnome is or (laughs) your garden situation, (laughs) something that's not an organic plant or whatever that's growing in your garden, that you put there that adds to its decorative feature, I would love to know what it is. Mm. Because I could get down on something like that. Is there such a cool thing as a garden gnome? As a cool garden gnome? I don't know. I've only seen creepy ones, man. Please tell us. So we got a few zoners sending us pictures and descriptions of their garden gnomes, and I don't, I can't <laughs> say that I care for any of them. Oh no! The zombie garden gnome. Oh, that was an <sighs> eye roll. This one zoner said he got it as a wedding gift. Mm. There's okay. a there's a few people saying the zombie garden gnome is where it's at. I. I what are you looking for? Uh, what? Yeah, I know. What am I looking for, right? Yeah. I think I know now why I was never allowed to to just even look into a garden gnome for the yard. Yeah. Right? And it was not allowed. Um, the one that I kind of like, and maybe this is the like more adulty thing I like about it is, uh, Maddie Manchild sent us, he's got like a Buddha that goes in his garden. That's beautiful. It's like a four foot tall statue of Buddha. It's nice. I think so it's happy. holding up candles maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lovely. It's really nice. That kind of stuff I like. And you know what? When you go out to like garden world and places like that, you can, there are lots of things these days. Oh, this is a statue. It looks like a little sleeping cat. It looks like a little cat turned to stone in my garden. Stuff like that's kind of nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a dragon. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a snail now. It's a, This is a Jawa from Star Wars. Even that, I like Star Wars, but do I need to have that in my garden? What am I looking for? I don't know what you're looking for, man. This is my struggle in life, I think, Jen. Is it like I have a love of kind of silly, fun things? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like in theory... But then in practice, I put a garden gnome in my yard, and I, after two days, I'd be like, I gotta smash this thing with a hammer. 
Yeah, well, at least owners are helping you right now, kind yeah. of. You're getting more messages. Well, there's this here? one that's grumpy. Go away, it says, and the gnome is flipping the bird. Another eye roll. Yeah, they're all getting eye rolls. <laughs> Thank you for putting the effort in, though, everyone. He's impossible to please. So, Jen, just to put our hot gnome talk to bed here, mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, the conclusion that I've come to here, we're talking about garden gnomes, and is there a way to do it in a cool way? It kind of sounds fun to have, like, a little gnomey creature rooting around in your garden, you know? It's like it can be a cool addition. Right. But I've just rarely seen one that I like. And we got sent one that looks like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Okay. And I kind of like that, obviously. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, mm-hmm. so that kind of makes sense to me. And I suppose that, you know, if there's some pop culture or whatever thing that kind of it takes that shape. Mm-hmm. But really, okay, the thing that we came to off the air that I really liked is how about a custom set of gnomes? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, wouldn't it be nice for your house, you... And your boyfriend in gnome form, and you'd have your little cat Didymus also there, right? Yeah. A statue custom deal. Yeah. I'm sure it would be pricey. I think with 3D printers now, that could Ooh. that could that could be a thing that you could look into. Yeah, for sure. A 3D would. print a Paul gnome mm-hmm. with a sword, probably. I'd be wearing. And then crack in your cat at your feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what exactly what I'd want. So I did a quick search of that, and like I saw one place on Etsy that says they do them, but it looks mm-hmm. to me like it's more um, garden gnome cake toppers for weddings. Okay. But I want the real deal. Yeah, if anyone has a 3D printer and is willing to print up some gnomes for us, that'd be great. You may have noticed that Starbucks closed down yesterday for their anti-bias and inclusion training. And, Jen, I think we both agree that this is a good thing. That's an important thing to teach employees. Absolutely. They're taking it very seriously. Yeah, and uh, I hope they got everything done that they wanted to do and uh, accomplished all their goals in that meeting. I just, I wonder if they could have carved out 10 minutes. Maybe it was like an optional, just if you want to stay a little bit late at this seminar, to just learn how to make the coffee without burning it. Mm, Yeah, that would have been good. A big story in the news today is that there's a homeowner in Rockland who has 100 chickens in their backyard. Apparently, you're only allowed to have 15. Otherwise, you know, you you need to pay some fines. They need to do something. You're just not allowed to have it. Mm -hmm. And apparently, the city hasn't really done anything to stop the amount of chickens that are in this backyard. And it's causing a whole bunch of noise and just ruckus around the neighborhood. I feel for the neighbors. Yeah. Right? It's Imagine like, getting woken up every morning at 5 a.m. by 100 chickens. <laughs> I think their real concern is rats. Oh. I guess it's like just a feeding frenzy for rats. The chickens make a mess with their feed. Mm-hmm. I hope the, I mean, the rats would get after the chickens and have a delicious chicken dinner, but nope. I don't know if that's happening or if it's just the feed itself. It's mm-hmm. really going to attract rats. So, but I mean, yeah, it's it seems so simple to me, right? It's like, you can have 15 chickens. That's a lot of chickens. We're al- that's a thing in Victoria. I love it. I wander when I was my walks. As I wander across, you hear a little buck, 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 and then you look over the hedge, and there's a chicken coop. And look, we're allowed to have backyard chickens in this town. Great, wonderful. <laughs> 15 is enough. It seems pretty cut and dry. Why are they not reacting about this? Why are they not doing something? Over 15. So you know, I know it's hard, but I think that we can deal with this, Jen, in a pretty easy way. Okay. It's a new game that I like to call That's Too Many Chickens! Oh, fun! Alright, Jen, so here's how this works. I'm going to tell you how many chickens I have in my backyard. Okay. And uh, you tell me if it's 
too many chickens or not. All right. Okay. Um, this is background music for the chickens. Beautiful. Game. Okay. <laughs> Here's a backyard coop, Jenny, that has 12 chickens. Hey, that's a fair amount of chickens. Are you sure? I'm going to lock that answer in. I'm locking in. it in. Locking it in. 12 chickens. Good amount of chickens. Correct. <sighs> Here's a backyard coop with 15 chickens. That's that's it. That's your limit. That's a fair amount of chickens. That's where it's good. You're good that's with 15? Good. That is good. It's good. That's correct. <sighs> All right, Jen. Here's a backyard coop with 100 chickens in it. That's too many chickens, Paul. It's way too many. Fun game. <laughs> really making it simple for everyone. Thanks, Paul. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the afternoon zone. I watched this video. I sent it to you of uh, a band. They're a folk punk band. Um, I think they're called. Are they called Do- Dork Rock? Dork Rock? Uh, and they were doing a. Just kind of do a stunt. Uh, I'm sure like, to get you know, um, a little bit of viral love from the internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And certainly uh, riding the coattails of that Walmart yodeling kid, uh, they wanted to film like a little music video of themselves playing music in a Walmart. And uh, sure enough, they're getting kicked out. There's the employee just saying, sorry, sorry, you're not allowed to be in here. You're not allowed, right? <laughs> sorry. Um, you know what I think? Uh, if you watch this video, what really kind of... Uh, I kind of screwed them is as soon as the drum, like one guy is just mm. hanging a snare drum around his neck. A guitar is one thing. You know, if you see a person getting filmed with a guitar mm-hmm. in a Walmart, but as soon as that drum starts going, that is loud. Yeah. Right? Like that's unignorable. Video. I mean, people who were shopping came and started dancing behind them as they walked through all the aisles. It was mm-hmm. it was actually a nice little video. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not obnoxious. It's not like rude or anything like that. No. no it's cute. Um, but it got me thinking today. It's fun. It's fun to get kicked out of places. Is it fun? <laughs> yeah. Actually, both times I've gotten kicked out of places, it had been fun. Right? Yeah. So what are some places that you've been kicked out of? So first I was kicked out of a swimming pool attached to a campground because we took all the plastic lawn furniture and put Uh it in the pool and started doing like these underwater (laughs) obstacle courses, which was a lot of fun. But yeah, you're not allowed to do that. So we got kicked out for good reason. Yeah, that's Um, troublemaking. The other time I actually got kicked out of Lucky Bar once Okay, um, because we were doing a rollerblading pub crawl and we would go into different... (laughs) establishments with our rollerblades on and would have some drinks and we went into Lucky and we wanted to see how long it would take uh, for them to, you know, say something. It was about 10 minutes, got kicked out. Um, but they gave us the option if we had shoes to come back in. So we did that. Yeah, that seems like just a safety thing. Yeah, That's I think so. Very reasonable that you were asked to leave. Yeah, we were um, expecting it. I've been trying in my adult days to not, you know, do behavior that would get me kicked out of places, but you've been with me in the last even bunch of months and seen me asked to leave various mm-hmm. establishments. You used to get kicked out of a lot of places. One time I got kicked out of a mini golf place. <laughs> How? How making, does that happen? I was making too much noise. Just too, we were just horsing around too much in the mini golf. Okay. Me and some friends, you know, it was, uh, you gotta get out of here. I guess mini golf has the same rules as golf. You're supposed to be quiet and just clap <laughs> like this, right? 
So you weren't you weren't doing that. Um, what about you? When were you kicked out of somewhere? Text us two five zero four seven five zero nine one three. What's your favorite place you've been asked to leave and for why? Just thought of another one. We were kicked out of the library. We were, I know. I was just like, we were kicked out of the library. I'm so glad we got that under our belt so early in yeah. our time together. Yeah. Yeah. That video is the one of us playing saxophone and harmonica. Or no, uh, uh, accordion. Accordion. Yeah. In a, in a library. You're not allowed to do that. We didn't get it on tape because I think Webmeister Bud was seriously nervous. Okay. He was not comfortable with it. He does not have the experience of being kicked out of places like you and I do. Yeah. He looked uncomfortable. But if he would have rolled that camera, that security guard was so funny being like, get out of here. <laughs> we just asked, where's a fun place that you've been kicked out of to zoners? The ferries. We got we were sitting by the, uh, like the captain's quarters and we were uh, smoking something a little funny. And uh, my buddy thought it would be funny to pop his head in the window and the guy saw us. And uh, as soon as we got to Washington, we were promptly escorted off. Wow. Oh, that's what I was going to ask, because you said you were kicked off the ferry, and I was like, well, what do they well, do in yeah. that situation? It's like, put you in a boat and say bye? Or no, what? they basically, basically take you somewhere in the boat, and they just hold you there, and make sure you're not going to cause any more trouble, and then they uh, just score you up. You get sent to the brig, man. <laughs> <laughs> Under maritime yeah. law, you're lucky you didn't have to walk the plane. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it was an old bar uh, called Gotcha's. <laughs> and uh, we were drinking at the beach all day, and eight of us piled into a little tracker and uh, pulled over on the side of the road, and someone jumped a fence, scooped up a goat, and we put him on a leash, and we took him into the bar. You stole what? a goat? You stole the goat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like a Sunday night or something, so it wasn't very busy. Uh-huh. But yeah, we made it to the back bar before anyone even noticed, and... Like, oh, you can't bring him in here. Oh, my God. I mean, that's a legendary story. Did you return the goat safely? I'm not sure what the the guys with the tracker did with it, but I'm pretty sure they they returned him. I would hope so. I hope so. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Let's go from a fun, lighthearted story to, like, animal abuse real quick if the goat doesn't go back to where it came from. (laughs) No doubt. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. I've been hearing that things have been particularly bad on your commute on the Callwood Crawl recently. And today on the Afternoon Zone, we just want to redouble our efforts to make sure we've got an eye on that road and for all the various reasons. Like, I even heard that there was a group of baby ducks on the road, and that's what was slowing things down. So we're going up now to Jenny West in the Zone at 913 Air Chopter Skycopter. With an eye in the sky, Jenny West, uh, what do you see going on the Callwood Crawl right now? Uh, thank you, Paul. Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks like I, I do see the, the group of baby ducks and uh, oh, a lot of other really adorable things blocking the roadways today. Uh, looks like there is just a random basket of baby kittens mm. blocking uh, the left lane there. So make sure uh, you are aware of that when you're coming in hot. Oh, it also looks like a, a grandmother teaching her, her grandson nighttime prayers. Yeah, she's just doing that in the middle of the road. How adorable. Yeah, all right. Oh, and is that a, a whole bunch of puppies doing human things? Oh, oh, of course it is. Yeah, so that's that's why it's causing all that backup. I see. And a single dad is just on the right lane, uh, just past Mackenzie there, and he's taking the training wheels off of his kid's bike. Yeah, he's doing that right in the middle of the highway. Heartwarming. Wow, a lot of cute things blocking uh, the roads today. Thank you, Paul. Jenny West in the Zone 913 Aircopter Sky Chopter Live Eye in the Sky. Read this horrible story today about a rental scam that's going on in Souk. Mm-hmm. Just imagine this, right? Uh, this uh, 
land owner, this is a place, a person owns a place, uh, puts a ad up on Craigslist, you know, mm-hmm. place for rent. Somebody, some scammer, some nefarious scam artist takes all of that information, like word for word, just copies and pastes everything about the suites, all the pictures and everything, just copies it, puts it into a Craigslist post, a different Cra- Craigslist post, offering it for half the price. Even less than half. Was that, was it really? Yeah. It's like 500 bucks for whatever the place was worth. People go nuts, obviously. Oh my God, a place for rent? Any place for rent on Vancouver Island for $500? Yeah. So as you imagine, like flood the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scammers get them to send deposits, even first month's rent. <sighs> it's all a scam. It's all a big scam. So mm-hmm. then all these people show up on the first of the month expecting to move in. Oh my gosh. And the real owner is just like, I don't know who you are. I don't know. I have no idea. She had to like leave the place, the whole house. I guess maybe it was like a suite and she lived mm-hmm. upstairs or something. But anyway, she had to leave because there's so many people who now are like, what do you mean? I resent your money. Here's Why? all my stuff in a truck. I've come here to move in. Yeah. Apparently there was 197 people that showed up to that house peeking through the windows because in the scam uh, listing, yeah. it said... I'm away in the UK, so just peek through the windows to check out the suite. Jeez. Yeah. Could you imagine that? 197 people showing up at your property trying to move into a suite? Yeah. Oh. That's so brutal. Brutal. Um, I feel, I feel, I think, most bad for the owner because mm-hmm. that's brutal. That's so awful. To be involved in that, yeah. Well, and you even asked, you asked me, like, what would you do if you're the owner and, like, all these people are there and they're yelling at you? You know, and I would be like... <laughs> Listen, this is clearly a scam. Mm-hmm. You, you all got scammed. I had nothing to do with it. I'm the victim here as well. Um, call the police. You go and call the police. I'll cooperate with them. Mm-hmm. You need to get off my property. Yeah. Because get away. You know, it's like there's way too many people and things are going to get heated here. Um, but for the people who got taken by it, I kind of just feel like it's one of those, if it feels good, too good to be true, likely it is. Exactly. If you're asked to send money before even seeing the suite, usually that's a scam. That's a red flag for sure. Yes. Yeah. I know it's a rough market and everything, Mm -hmm. but do not be sending money. for. Look at it again. I've been a landlord. I've done it a a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. I would never ask someone to just wire me the money. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, you'll be able to move in. Are you kidding me? No. You got to meet with these people two, three times before you even talk about moving in, you know? Exactly. If they're living in your house. Rough one. So the big news today is that Kim Jong-un and Trump, they met at the Singapore summit. Um, You'll be hearing about this for the next few days for sure. But Mm. I think my favorite moment um, of news from this was that Donald Trump made like an action-styled movie trailer about the meeting. Paul, do you want to play a little piece of it? Sure, yeah. Two men, two leaders. This is real. (laughs) <laughs> this evidently real. is real. This was shown like a real thing to another head of state. Yeah, he like was it, very excited to show him. Sorry, let's try it. Let's start again. Right. Two men, two leaders, one destiny. A story about a special moment in time when a man is presented with one chance that may never be repeated. What will he choose? To show vision and leadership? Or not. 
and then it shows like everything just catches on fire. Oh my uh, gosh. And I love how they actually hired a production company to make that movie trailer. For not a good meeting. one. <laughs> Destiny's <laughs> Productions, I think it was. Um, but I was thinking about it. I was like, that's like, pretty creative. Yeah. And maybe you can do the same thing if you have a, a big meeting coming up. So what I decided to do is take that script mm-hmm. and put it in Mad Lib form so you can kind of, you know, move it around to make it work with your meetings in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got Paul to list a like a number of different nouns and adjectives. And the words that he chose were jabronis, mm-hmm. radio show, mm-hmm. awkward, jerks, hairy, adventure, Magic scepters and donut floaty. And together, Paul, do you want to act out this movie trailer? Sure. Two. Oh, yeah, you were going to read the... You want me to just do it all? You do it all, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two jabronis. One radio show. A story about an awkward moment in time when two jerks are presented with one hairy adventure that may never be repeated. What will they choose? To show their magic scepters and donut floaties? Or not? The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Um, I totally didn't realize that they still did these. Heritage Minutes, I remember those growing up. Do you remember Not, those? Yeah, of course. But is it the same kind? It does. It looks a little different at I the end. I think it's just like a modern version of it, okay, right? All right, all right. Um, well, they just came out with a, a new one, and it tells the story of um, LGBT couples, their fight for legal recognition as a spouse, which is pretty incredible. This mm-hmm. is the first time a Heritage uh, Minute has ever dived into that subject. Mm-hmm. It goes into the story of uh, Jim Egan, who was a gay rights trailblazer, and um, it was way, way back, but there was just like a, there was a total smear campaign going against um, any gay person in the media mm-hmm. uh, here in Canada, right? And it shows like all these newspapers with all these really horrible headlines, you know, just like saying all these really horrible like stereotypes and misconceptions and just spreading these lies mm-hmm. about these people. And so what Jim would do was, you know, I just can imagine he's just like a, a guy who's trying to live his life, but not able to really Mm -hmm. freely, he would write letters. He would write these letters to these publications and just tell them that, no, that's not true. And here's what's actually going on. Here's what actually happens with these people. Mm -hmm. And uh, through that and a lot of other activism and some trailblazing um, helped pave the way for the uh, rights that people enjoy today. Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. Yeah, it's cool. It's really nice. It's a nice thing. And what's the deal, right? Like this is Pride Month. Mm-hmm. June is Pride Month? Um, well, I know that uh, different... It depends where it is. Like, Ontario just had their, their big parades. Mm-hmm. And then um, ours usually is around July. Yeah, In Victoria, like very that's where our celebrations start. Right around Canada Day or mm-hmm. ends on Canada Day or whatever. So, yeah, so it's good. It's good timing for that. And if you want to go and uh, check it out online, it's uh, very easy to Google. Mm-hmm. And it's a good little history lesson and something to be proud of. Canada's population went from 36 to 37 million in just 26 months. 
That is the biggest increase we've ever seen. Wow, that's incredible. And, you know, today on the Afternoon Zone, here are some reasons why we think Canada's population increased 1 million in that short time. <laughs> increased friskiness due to full house reboot results in mini baby boom. Word got out that even though you liked Frasier over Seinfeld and you have the full discography for Limb Biscuit at the ready when you feel the most vulnerable, Canadians will accept you just the way you are. Large numbers of retiring North Pole elves moving south to warmer climates. And every fight that starts up here in Canada always turns into a hockey match. Blasting blizzard winds reported to have dermabrasion-like rejuvenating results to rosy up those cheeks. And we have a lot of cute fat raccoons. So Father's Day is on Sunday, and that lines up with Car Free YYJ, which is sweet. Mm. Um, but I've I've never been good at uh, buying gifts for my mom and my dad on no. Father's Day and Mother's Day. Um, I just, like, I don't know what they want. They don't really need anything, and mm. they always say that they don't want something. So I end up, you know, usually, like, taking them out to dinner or doing that sort of thing. That's nice. Um, but a couple of uh, surveys were done, and uh, 22% of people won't buy Father's Day gifts for their dad until the actual day like on the way to meeting them that day they'll pick up like a card or something like that then there was another survey uh that found that dads really do care as much as they say that they they don't want a gift and Mm -hmm. they won't admit it 93 percent of them say they actually do want a gift on father's day sunday and even though half of them won't admit it to their kids they still they still really appreciate it so keep that in mind uh this weekend if you are you know, celebrating with your dad. Even a personalized card goes a long way. Sure it does. Um, you know what I've always said, and I'm going to give this piece of advice again, you know what is a great Father's Day gift is a tie. It seems like a cliche thing or like mm. a, a thing that, you know, is like, but it's classic. It's a classic of the Father's Day thing. Here's a new tie. Right. Um, and uh, I just think, number one, if you wear ties often, right? So your dad is either one of two guys guys who never wears a tie mm-hmm. or wears ones all the time. So if you wear them all the time to work every single day, it's really nice to have a new tie to go into the rotation. Okay. Okay? Now, if you got, if your dad is the opposite, he's like almost never wears a tie. I think I've only seen my dad in a tie once. Okay. But there are occasions where your dad will feel good about strapping a tie on. Like, say, a wedding. Okay. Or, you know, it's like a big court date. Hmm. Okay? And he'll want to wear a tie. <laughs> and if your dad is a guy who doesn't wear a lot of ties, that means his tie collection, he does have one, but it's horribly out of date. I think you're onto something. Okay? So you yeah. get him a fresh new tie. Get him, you know, the style right now is like slimmer. And usually it's like, well, it's a lot of like solid colors right now. Or yeah. you know how I like the uh, the knitted, the like the knitted square bottom ties? Those are ooh, very nice. But those are a few years ago. I don't know if those are still very popular. But anyways, go to the Moors or go to the wherever, the men's mm-hmm. store, and get a nice modern tie. And that will really freshen your dad's collection up. And then he's not wearing this big, fat, ultra pointy thing mm-hmm. to, you know, your sister's wedding. I like that. I'm yeah. Also, if you are out of ideas and you live in Victoria too, go to Car Free YYJ. Maybe get them like a, a beer or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit down and listen to music. That's a good way to do it. Spend the day with them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just don't bring. It's good that they're because it's always been on Father's Day, right? Car Free YYJ. Yeah, it usually lands on Father's Day. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that it hasn't broken out a bunch of like you know sons or daughters and dads just having a catch. 
That could get dangerous. Oh, yeah. Just throwing a ball around. Don't throw the baseball around. Maybe there. they should, like, actually fence <laughs> off a part of, like, some lawned area. I'm like, this is the, if you want to have a catch with your dad, you have a bunch of, like, gloves laying around and balls. Wouldn't that be great, actually? Have a classic movie moment time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some footballs, too. What do you want to catch? Whatever kind of ball you want to throw with your old man. Here you go. <laughs> This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. The B.C. government says the reason Vancouver won't be hosting the World Cup is due to cost uncertainty. Minister of Tourism Lisa Baer says they submitted a bid to FIFA for the games but weren't willing to write a blank check at the risk to taxpayers. Mm. The minister says there was no room for negotiating uh, with FIFA. Toronto, Edmonton and Montreal, though, will be splitting 10 games in 2026. I don't know. This seems like a little bit of a, like, cover in your butt at this point, right? You think so? Well, everyone's all chapped that all these other cities get all these uh, soccer games and now Mm. we're not going to get any? And what do you think it was going to be that crazy and expensive if all these... If if Edmonton and Montreal and Toronto can uh, deal with it, we... Then British Columbia couldn't, Vancouver couldn't. Yeah, you would think that maybe they would like split the cost even more. And and the Vancouver yeah. also hosted the Olympics and spent a lot of money, so maybe they like already you know maxed their budget since 2010. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, it's like that's a nice thing to say, right? It's like oh, okay, well, yeah, we don't want to go crazy here with spending money just for soccer games. Yes, yeah, so that's what okay, but I think it's just. I don't know. Mm, do you want to take the risk? Pe- yeah. People are going to be choked now, though. And when and then people are going to be really choked. People are not going to be thinking about the financial implications when the whole rest of the continent is having a fun party <laughs> that we now don't get to be invited to. People are going to be chapped. Yeah. So, sorry. We just we, damn, we didn't know how much it was going to cost. Could have been $10. Could have been a million dollars. We don't know. Mm, right? You know that. And Victoria's inventory of single-family homes has broken a new record in recent days. Not a good record to break, though. According to the Multiple Listing Service, only 15 houses in the Metro Victoria area are priced below $500,000. Only 15. Uh, The largest concentration of detached houses is currently in the range of $700,000 to $1 million, of which there are 350. I yeah. was actually looking. I saw a standalone house uh, um, listed that was under a half a mil ski. Really? And oh yeah, but it was like bull- just bulldozed the whole thing. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of the ones that are listed as five hundred thousand dollars or less are mm-hmm. going to be demolished pretty soon. <laughs> so you know, your money's just kind of going into a hole. The teenager behind an Ontario town's first Pride Parade received a phone call from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. 16-year-old Ryan Brown says Trudeau called to congratulate him for Sunday's parade in Owen Sound. He says they talked about inspiring more young people to try and make a change in their communities. And Brown said the parade went off without a hitch. That's awesome. A Victoria woman is putting a warning out to dog owners after she says her pet was nearly drowned by two otters off of Clover Point. In a Facebook post, Ann Tanner says she took her shepherd lab for a swim on Dallas Road on Tuesday when the otters attacked. Tanner says all she could see was her dog trying to keep her head above the water while yelping. Thankfully, her dog was able to pull away and swim to safety. This isn't the first time. No, this, this is... happened last year as well. Yeah, it wasn't time. that long ago. Yeah, is it like um like mating season or something with the otters? So they're feeling a little extra aggressive oh, or something. Maybe. Could be. 
But yeah, keep an eye out for those pesky little buggers. I know. They're such little naughty guys. They yeah. think they're so cute, but they are evil. They're pure evil. They're really cute, though, but yeah, they're yeah. evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Watch out. Okay, yes. We all want to buy a plush <laughs> otter. And oh, the otter is laying on its back and it's cracking a clam open on its tummy and eating it. Oh, it's so tasty. It's holding onto a seaweed and they hold hands while they're sleeping. They're evil! <laughs> well, I don't know. A couple of things now is like if we got these heart, these otters that uh, were trying to drown puppers. And then the Harbor Cats baseball was also, I was like, wait a minute, is a Harbor Cat, is that just another name for an otter? What's a Harbor Cat? What is a Harbor Cat? Well, I looked it up and it's nothing. It's just a, this is a baseball name that they made up. Oh, because we're near a harbor and they're the cats? Right. You know, it's like a cat near a harbor. So well, my cat would be a Harbor Cat. Your cat's a Harbor Cat. Okay. I think that's what it is. A Harbor yeah. Cat is just a stray cat who's down at the harbor trying to get fish or something you know? okay yeah cool from fishermen coming thanks off. for clearing that up yes so it's not otters that's good uh tens of thousands of hockey fans turned out in washington dc to celebrate the capital's first ever stanley cup and captain alex ovechkin continued his partying ways i saying we're not gonna be fucking sunk this year <laughs> We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! <laughs> it's been... <laughs> it's been a journey watching him celebrate the Stanley Cup. It's From so him good. swimming in water fountains with people and kissing their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been, like, sleeping with the Stanley Cup as well. Yeah. Uh, I love he was doing, like... Is it like a beer bong out of it, right? He was yeah. drinking out of it. You have to drink out of it. But he was like drinking from the upside down. Yeah, keg yeah. standing it. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And then he was on the Tonight Show and making Jimmy Fallon keg stand oh, it as well. Man. I mean, that's awesome. Ridiculous. That's really good. I don't think I've ever seen someone enjoy the cup more than him. No. Yeah, yeah. he deserved it. And for a local slow pitch, the Quadra Village Garbage Birds have a doubleheader against the small town dogs at Haywood Park in Beacon Hill. Uh, the G-Birds will be sporting their new hats. Yeah. <laughs> Which Paul Plastino, right fielder for the G-Birds, has been very vocal about how much he dislikes them. No. Here's Paul Plastino. No, 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 no. They're just a little small on my big giant head. That's all. My name is Jenny West, and that is Quarter to News. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.